Welcome to Milton and King's On the Wall podcast, where we engage in conversations with artists, designers, and more. Today we speak with Katie O'Shea, an artist and surface pattern designer from Northern California. We hope you enjoy this conversation. If you do, please subscribe and consider leaving us a rating and review. Hi, Katie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Thanks for uh, coming on with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Thanks for reaching out. So you're calling in from San Fran, is that right? Yeah, just north of San Francisco in Marin County. Okay. Yeah, I think I read um you I think I read that you're in Fairfax. That's right. Yeah. So that's just over across the Golden Gate Bridge, just north of there, right? Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this area? Um, somewhat. I've I've been to San Francisco several times and driven up past to Santa Rosa and been to Sacramento mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm yeah, I've, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, have you have you been there your whole life pretty much? Pretty much. Yeah, I grew up here in Marin County in Larkspur in Corte Madera and then but then I went to um high school in San Francisco. Okay. And then I've moved around a bunch since then, so so I'm sort of like a big circle coming back here. You've moved around a bunch. Yeah. we. Um, after high school, I went to school in Rhode Island at Rhode Island School of Design. Oh, wow. Did you and go then, out there for school? Yeah, just for school. Ah. And then I, um, yeah, I moved back to the East Bay, and then we moved to Colorado for a while. And after Colorado, we ended up coming back to Marin County because that just felt like home to me. So you said East Bay. Where is, yeah. where is that? Oh, that's uh, east of San Francisco, so um, oh, Oakland. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Oakland, yeah. Gotcha. And but you, what brought you to Colorado of all places? Um, well, my husband's a contractor, so he um, got a job in Aspen, and we thought it sounded like a great place to bring two kids and try it out for a year. But a year turned into three years, and and then we um, and then we ended up coming back again. So you were at Aspen. Yeah. That's known pretty well for being a very like fancy place to live and uh lots of skiing and yep it, how, how was it living there what was your experience there oh uh it's just it's a magical place um yeah i mean living there year round is different than just visiting for a week or two and it's actually a pretty small community of really nice people and yeah it was hard to leave after three years um, but it, it's not very affordable either. So you kind of have to make it, make some sacrifices if you're going to live there and yeah. work there. So you're, yeah. you were reluctant to leave? A little bit. I mean, I still really miss the West Coast and my family here, but um, but there was just so many aspects of raising children there that was really nice. And um, and we did miss it once we left. So. Did did you get into any skiing or anything like that? Do you know how to ski? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you pretty much have to ski if you live there. So the whole family skied, um, and everyone we know, you know, knew there was they were big skiers. So hmm. it's just part of the culture of living there. Yeah, I've never yeah. been snow skiing, and I you've feel, never been. I've never been snow skiing, and I, I had a friend in high school who went snowboarding, and he cracked his tailbone. And then ever ever since I saw the pain that he had gone through, yeah, I was I've been sort of terrified to try anything like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you can always start on the bunny slopes, and I don't think you'll do too much damage to your tailbone. But is that where adults get laughed at? Yeah, pretty much. But who cares? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, Colo- yeah. I've, I've always thought um, Colorado, you know, I've, I've driven, I've been to Colorado, like Denver and, and driven through it several times. And I always say it's something everyone should do is at least just drive through because right. the majesty of the mountains there and is just unlike anywhere else I've, I've been. Totally. Yeah. It's really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. But eventually you found your way back to the West Coast. Yeah, you know, it's just a little more manageable, um, and we were so far away from, you know, my family and my husband's family is in the East Coast, so it just made sense to be back, you know, where we knew our family was close by. Oh wait, so you, your your family's on the east 
Oh, sorry. No, my husband's family is in Vermont. Oh, and okay. my family's on the West Coast, so. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met in, in Oakland right after the Oakland fires. He came out here for to do some construction, so. Oh. Yeah. Interesting how that all works. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. And you have two boys. I have two boys, yep. They're grown up now, but um, yep, they're. Like up and out of the house, growing yeah, up? yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh. one's a um, a soccer player. No and, kidding. Yeah, for um, for San Jose State University. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and the other one's also in construction, so we have a lot of you know builders in our family. Well, that comes in handy, I suppose. I guess so. <laughs> when you need something <laughs> done. Yeah, well, we've done a lot of um, buying property and then remodeling it, or moving into it, remodeling it, and then moving out. So we've done a lot of moving, which can get tiring, but we've also learned a lot along the way. Yeah. Do you get involved in any of the renovations, or are you just... Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty much the person that picks all the finishes for the inside of the house, and oh. uh, we just finished our... Final house, um, I don't want to move anymore, and um, so it was fun because I got to pick all the fixtures and you know materials and know that we were actually going to stay in this house and and I could live with it for a while. So you're now in your what they call your forever home. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And I do plan on putting some wallpaper up, so that's exciting. Of of your own design. Yeah. <laughs> Which design are you going to choose? I don't know yet. That's the hard part because then you have to look at it for a long time. And Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I constantly am ready to move on to the next thing. So I'm really um, going to have to think carefully about which wallpaper I'm going to choose. Yeah. You, so you like change. I like change. Yeah, for sure. Well, when it comes to design, I definitely do. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in my life, I like to just settle down as well like most people do yeah well that makes sense yeah um yeah. well that's cool so um was a you know with your son being a soccer player was you is it a sporty family because it's sometimes you find that uh families that are more artsy are less sporty and families that are more sporty are less artsy but it seems like uh -huh. you might have a nice mixture of both yeah i would say um overall my family, like my extended family are, a lot of them are artists. Mm -hmm. And um, my son being a um, athlete who, you know, he aspires to be a professional athlete. Um, that's more unusual in, in my family, I would say. Gotcha. But, um, but I mean, I would say that most of us are athletic. It's just we haven't taken it to the level that he's at at this point. Yeah. Who does he want to play for? Oh, I think he would be happy just playing any at any professional level at this point. Oh, okay. So does, he doesn't have a, a team that he's like, oh, I want to. Oh, I'm sure he does, but I, I wouldn't be able to say right now because I would probably get it wrong. <laughs> Do you pay close attention because he is a soccer player at all to yeah. that world? Yeah. yeah, we watch a lot of soccer as a family. We don't really watch any other sports other than soccer. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you, were, cool. you guys were watching the World Cup then? Oh, for sure. And all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And there's going to be another World Cup coming up on the West Coast um, all along, you know, the West Coast. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. It's going to be um, LA and I think San Jose. And I'm not sure how far up the West Coast it's going. but Is that a professional thing or like a coll collegiate thing? Or, yeah, it'll be the World Cup is coming up. Oh, okay. On the west. I just can't remember which year. I think it's 2024, but oh, gotcha. I have to look it up. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So the World Cup. I didn't realize mm -hmm. it was being played out here. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that's – and then, you know, the Olympics aren't far off from that. Yeah. Where is that being held? <laughs> uh, well, I know that um, – I think the one that's happening in L.A. is – I think it's 2028. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, who knows? I could we'll be wrong. We'll see who's playing then. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I think, yeah, I think it's Los Angeles Olympics 2028. And um, right. the last time they were here was 1984. And I remember yeah. that because I saw the little guy run across the street with a torch. Oh, um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I 
a long time ago. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Um, and so let's see, where are we at here? So I was just going through, uh, I looked a little bit up on your website and your socials and stuff. Um, before I like, you know, dive into your, your actual wallpaper designs, which I do, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about a little bit because there are some of my favorites actually. Um, oh, thanks. But how did you get your start into, you know, because you said you went to Rhode Island and you were going for art school. So this must have been something that you, from a young age, were already getting into. Is that right? Uh, Pretty much. I mean, it's funny because um, now that you bring up that athletic thing, I was was playing a lot of sports in high school and, um, but I wasn't really focused on my studies. So when it came time to apply for colleges, my college counselor was like, all right, besides volleyball, what are you good at? Ah. <laughs> and, uh, and so at the time I, I was taking printmaking and painting. I went to a small, uh, high school. So it was actually really helpful in terms of getting my portfolio together. And they encouraged me to apply for art school. So huh. that's what, that's what I did. And, and RISD happens to be a really good art school. So once I got in, it was not really a question of whether I was going to go or not. So going to art school like that, I mean, what, what it's, it's, you said it was an art high school or was it this college? Um, no. So the high school was very art oriented. Uh-huh. It was small yep. and private. And um, so I had you know, really good teachers. Mm-hmm. And then the, the college I went to is an art, oh, an art only college. college. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And we had to pick our major, our freshman year. So I picked graphic design. Oh, nice. And so, um, obviously you, you had an aptitude for art back in high school. Um, was yeah. it, was it something that had started prior to high school even, or you, Oh, yeah. I mean, my mom's a artist. And my dad eventually became an artist. So there's just a lot of art making around in, in my family. And it was just sort of a natural fit. Were, your, um, were other parents, uh, are your parents um, like artists professionally or just in terms of hobbies and fun and that kind of thing? Um, well, I think they both, yeah, I would say they're both professional artists. It's taken a long time, but um, my yeah, my mom's a um, painter, and oh. then she does small prints, and my dad's a printmaker. Okay. So yeah, they both have shows, and they're pretty much full time artists. Oh, nice! And I'm assuming that perhaps they were able to teach you. I, I were you going to them to learn, or was it just something that you, by osmosis, you just sort of started doing because you were in that environment. Yeah. I would say it's more osmosis. It wasn't like a hands-on teaching except maybe for my mom early on, but, um, I kind of went off in my own direction. You know, when I told my dad I wanted to go to art school, he said, well, think about, you know, getting a job when you graduate. So don't pick a major that is going to be difficult to find a job Mm -hmm. with. So I didn't pick painting. Um, and I think some people would have like rather that I pick painting, but I felt like graphic design was going to be more practical. Yeah. And did you find that it was practical coming out of college? Yeah, I would say so. Um, but of course, you know, right out of college, I ended up working on a sailboat and sailing around half the world. So, Oh, no way. Yeah. So I didn't end up doing graphic design right away, but eventually I did. How, what's, what's the sailboat store? What's, what's that all about? Um, well, so Rhode Island or RISD is very close to Newport, Rhode Island and Newport happens to be a big sailing town. And my best friend was living there and she invited me to stay with her. So, um, I started, I needed a summer job. So I got a job on a sailboat, Wow! uh, taking people out. And then through that, I got onto a larger yacht that went to, um, like St. Bart's and St. Martin and then over to Europe. Oh, how cool. So how old were yeah. you when that? So this was right out of college. Right out of college, yeah. So I wasn't like lining up 
the perfect job, I just pretty much hopped on a boat and started doing something totally different. Yeah, but how neat. I mean, and all, yeah. and like the perfect time, I guess, too, right? Because you're not, I imagine you didn't have many, um, you know, responsibilities at the time. You could just, you know, you didn't have any exactly. job, you know, career to yeah. attend to just yet. You were yep. just able to enjoy yourself and take off for a little bit. Exactly, so yeah. So where did you, um, so that brought you to Europe, huh? Yeah, we went to, gosh, uh, Palma de Mallorca first, and then we were in Portofino and um, all these just beautiful places that, you know, getting to just by boat was pretty amazing. Yeah. Did you yeah. Um, have any time to explore around those areas or were you just working the whole time? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a privately owned yacht, so the owners would just ask us to have it in a certain place at a certain time. But besides that, you know, we would maintain the boat, but also we had plenty of time to explore and have fun and meet other people on yachts. And it was just a very interesting, um, different world. And it's a, it's a pretty tight lifestyle too. Like, right. Because you, when you're Mm -hmm. with the other crew and you're in small quarters and Mm -hmm. it takes a certain amount of, you know, knowing how to live like that. It's, uh, yeah probably a bit of yeah. an adjustment for sure yeah you don't have much um personal space you have to share a lot and you don't carry much with you so you gotta live kind of minimally but it's all you know it's just part of the traveling and it was really the ideal time to go when i didn't care about any of that stuff yeah i know there's like a reality show about <laughs> life on a yacht or something like below that. deck yeah is that what it is are you yeah. familiar with it yeah, everybody asked me if that's what it was like, and it is pretty pretty accurate, pretty oh, really? close to reality. Yeah, I've only seen it. I've only, I confess, I only saw it in the background. I swear, um, but I know. <laughs> but I, it's funny. I, 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 I know that show, and I was like, oh, that's that was, yeah. was kind of like my first point of reference at the moment because I was like, I have no other point of reference to know what it would be like working on a yacht. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you'll have to watch it. Yeah, understand that it's it. A lot of those things do happen. So, wow! And so, mm-hmm. how many? How long did you do that for? Um, almost a year. Okay, and you're like, that's enough. Um, gosh, I probably would have stayed on longer, but my brother was getting married in here in uh, Marin County, and I felt like maybe I needed to come back and get back into reality and find an apartment and a job. And yeah, does hang it out with my? Does it feel yeah. like when you're on the yacht like that? Does it feel like you you really aren't? engaging in reality in, in some ways? Yeah, it does feel like you're kind of on a perpetual vacation. At least it, it did for me. But um, but yeah, you go on these, uh, we sail across the Atlantic and that took about two weeks and because there wasn't that much wind, so we were going kind of slow. But, um, you know, just the, the feeling of being away from land for that long and you kind of get into this other zone and you really notice things about the sky or the stars or clouds forming far away. You know, you just mm-hmm. kind of get into a, a more dreamlike state, I guess you'd say. Yeah. I went on a cruise for the first time ever. It was just like two months ago on one mm-hmm. of those big cruise ships. And I was surprised how I didn't, couldn't even tell that I was, that we were moving really. Yeah. Um, but I imagined it'd be much different on a, on a yacht or yeah. a sailboat for that matter. You'd have to, did it take some getting used to? Cause I just know that even, even on that cruise ship, which was yeah. strange, which I, you know, I, we would take off and I didn't even know we had taken off cause I didn't feel any movement. But when I got home, right. I could uh-huh. still feel like the earth moving. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of feel like land sickness almost when you get onto land and you're still moving. Yeah. But yeah. did you, did, did you find, do you remember if you found it hard to adjust went to the whole yacht sailboat thing because of the um, movement? You mean being on the yacht or coming off of it? No, being on it. Oh, um, yeah, I, I think definitely I had to learn certain things about being on a yacht where you don't, basically you don't want to get yourself feeling sick at all because then it's very hard to feel unsick. So yeah, uh, you have to be careful about like strong smells, you know, or, eating something that might give you a stomach ache or, 
you know, not getting too hot. There's just a lot of things that mm-hmm. you kind of keep very, keep it very uh, low key. So you are very even. Yeah. If I'm, I don't know if I'm making sense. No, no. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Basically you're saying you got to be sensitive to a lot of stuff so that you don't kind of cross that mm-hmm. threshold into just being terribly ill. <laughs> exactly. If there was a guy that came on cause sometimes we'd have extra people come on board for certain trips and, a guy came on and he started eating um, chocolate M and M's and and drinking diet cokes. And I just remember looking at him like, "You are going to get sick. You know that's just going to make you feel sick." Yeah. And sure enough, he got really seasick. And you know, when you're on a delivery going from one place to the next, you don't stop. So you just have to deal with your seasickness any way you can. But yeah, yeah. So you'd mentioned you'd come back. For your brother's wedding, um, how many mm-hmm. how many siblings do you have? Uh, I have um, a brother and a sister, and then I have uh, some step uh, stepsister, two step brothers. Okay. So yeah, we have a large blended family. Okay, and O'Shea is mm-hmm. Irish. Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Good pronunciation too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm quarter Irish, quarter Irish, oh. I'd say. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, cool. no, I've, I've big Irish component side to the family. So nice. Well, that's cool. So you, you, yeah. you came back and you got into, to normal life back to reality. <laughs> and, um, yeah. How did you, um, or at what point did you start going down the art path in terms of that normal life? Yeah. So, I mean, once I came back, I really looked for a job that was art related and it was hard because I had nothing to to get started with since I had taken so much time off but um I started working at a greeting card company and that was somewhat brief and then I um actually got a job at a multimedia company that made um uh video games ah. and this was early I mean this was uh, 1990 something 90 mm-hmm. Three, I think, and it was a it was a really fun job though because it was right before dot com stuff and people were starting to really get into like digital art and you know having it be made into video games. What were you doing for them exactly? Um, I was doing some interface design, then I also was doing texture mapping, which is like creating artwork that goes on 3d models mm-hmm. so we were working on like a a video game for disney called aladdin based on the movie and so i was just doing i was just painting like adobe walls and you know trying to make them as realistic as possible for the video game wow how cool yeah did, it was really cool so i'm guessing that game got made did you ever see it after the fact or play it or anything <laughs> I don't think so. I don't actually know how far it even got into production. There were definitely some projects we worked on that never came to fruition. But um, And it's so long ago now, I don't remember which ones. But um, I just really liked the idea of texture mapping, you know, being able to paint and then see it three-dimensionally yeah. in like a virtual world. So when you're doing that sort of painting, was that all sort of in the box in the, on the computer or were you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's early Photoshop work, and yeah, Did, um, but it wasn't very you know graphic design oriented again. So I wasn't like laying the groundwork for any kind of graphic design work at that point. But did you, from doing that, did you learn skills that I, I would imagine have just mm-hmm. been sort of um, built upon to create the kind of stuff they do nowadays? Yeah, I mean, I probably could have kept going in that direction, um, but I felt like I, there's very few women working in that industry, in the game developing industry, so mm-hmm. I was feeling a little um, isolated, I guess, and I ended up working at a company called Women.com, and then I really kind of focused more on inter- interface design. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a different a whole different direction, I guess you'd say. And I didn't end up pursuing it much longer after that. How many years were you into that for? Um, at the multimedia company, I was there for about 
seven years, I think. Mm-hmm. And then at the um, dot com company, about two years until I took maternity leave. Oh, okay. And that's when the kids came into the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and so how, how far apart are your boys? Uh, just three years. Okay. Yeah. And so was that like a, a concerted line where I, I guess uh, pre-thought that you were going to stop um, yeah. working and just be mom? Pretty much. Yeah. I thought I wanted to do it for a few years and then I would get back into the industry um, but I didn't end up, it didn't end up going quite that way. So mm-hmm. because everything had changed so rapidly, you know, while I had taken maternity leave and was raising kids, um, by the time I was ready to get back into working, a lot of this, you know, I still had the Photoshop skills and illustrator skills, but um, it wasn't as easy to just jump back into either freelancing or finding full-time Is that because the technology had advanced so quickly? Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, everything I'd done prior was just, it didn't apply in terms of showing in my portfolio. Mm. So um, it was like starting over pretty much from scratch. Wow. And so how (laughs) how did you start over? Did you have to educate yourself or did you have to go back to school or what what did you? Yeah. Um, Well, I started doing... uh, some freelance work, you know, doing logo designs and um, helping people with their websites. But it was, um, it really didn't take off as much as I wanted it to in terms of getting steady work. Mm -hmm. So I knew, and this is really fast forwarding because, you know, the kids were born starting 2000 and it wasn't until 2019 that I was really getting more focused on getting full-time work. So mm. so we're talking um, about an 18-year gap from yeah. being and so in, I, involved in art at all. Yeah. I, I mean, professionally, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I was doing a little bit for myself and for other people, but it wasn't like I could just jump right back into work um, when I wanted to. So I was just trying to build up my freelance business as a graphic designer, but again, my portfolio had suffered from taking time off and also the work that I was doing before that really didn't apply. So, um, it wasn't until, um, 2020 that I discovered surface pattern design. And, um, that's really when things started to take off. Okay. So in that time when you were, you know, raising the kids and, Mm -hmm. and all that, that let's say 18, 19 year time period, Mm-hmm. Um, you said you still were creating mm-hmm. just, was it just to kind of keep yourself sane because you have that artistic side of you or, yeah. or was yeah. it for something or did you just do it for yourself really? Yeah, really just for myself, just exploratory stuff. And, um, and also I made sure that I was helping with, you know, kid projects and I made some, when we lived in Aspen, I was, made a bunch of stuff for a play so, you know, wherever I could find creative work, I just, you know, and it fit into our schedule, then I would do what I could. Okay. So you that that's, I'm sure, very helpful is, you know, at the time you're just looking for outlets wherever it might be, whether it's a kid's school mm-hmm. or, or yeah, wherever exactly. it was. Yeah. When you were doing that for yourself, because obviously mm-hmm. you, when you're not doing it, you know, because you're following a... Um, you know, directive from being hired or anything like that. What sort of stuff were you gravitating towards? Was it just, was it drawing? Was it painting? And what kind of stuff was it? Yeah. You know, watercolor mostly, I'd say, um, drawing, just whatever inspired me. And, you know, I mean, drawing and painting is pretty, pretty much always been my preference, Mm -hmm. but, uh, anything that's creative is, if I can get my hands on it, then I'll, then I would do it. So it just was, my focus was in other places. So it was more of a side thing and not, not where I was focusing my energy. Yeah. But I always find it interesting, you know, when, when an artist is purely doing something just for themselves, Mm -hmm. what they gravitate towards in terms of, you know, the type of art that they're doing and, um, you know, also what, you know, the type of things that they're drawing, what's inspiring them, whether it's, Uh you know, abstract things or, 
you know, florals or landscapes, mm. you know, that kind of thing. Cause I think yes, yeah. you, when you don't have to make any money from it, um, you're obviously doing something super true to what fulfills you as an artist. Yeah. Well, I would say right now, actually I'm doing, um, like little rubber stamps and lino cuts kind of work. And that is really something that I'm just doing for myself. So I yeah. see what you're saying. And I, I just didn't have the time when I was, you know, full-time mom to set aside this, that kind of process. So maybe explain that stamp thing. Cause I think, I think I just saw a reel of you just, doing stamps on this piece of paper and I was like oh and it looks you know it looked actually very similar because it had some like I think it was a coral looking thing and I was like oh yeah. that looks very similar to some of your wallpapers what is that yeah. what is that exactly uh yeah I just, they're just small rubber blocks that I'm um I'm taking designs that I've done already mostly and then I print them out then I trace them and then I'm carving them out and and stamping them out and I'm just getting new ideas because I really like the the hand drawn cut uh, look to it, and I know that I could take it further by scanning them and turning them into patterns. So right now I'm just having fun with the stamps and the colors and seeing where it can t- where it can go. Well, I thought it was neat too because I mean I could be wrong in this, but when I was watching that reel. Mm-hmm. It looked like you were pretty much just free-forming where those stamps went. I mean, like, yeah. but it's but what was funny is it still looked like a really cool, nice pattern. But you <laughs> were able to kind of just do that freestyle just by eyeing it and yeah. and kind of seeing where it would go. Yeah, yeah. It's a good good exercise for figuring out space. And, you know, it's always about spacing with, with the pattern. So Yeah, where things um, don't go. Yeah, exactly. And not having too much space or, you know, sometimes it's intentionally left a lot of space, but it, that was fun to just do something really quick. And I knew that it wasn't for anything. It's just for me to, to have fun with. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, um, if you take that past, past, I guess the fun and the passion of it, what is the utility <laughs> of that? Is that you like you said, is it just, is it scanning it and then turning it into like a a repeating pattern for fabric or wallpaper or mm-hmm. is that where you go with it? Yeah, probably. I mean, right now I'm just, the motifs are fairly simple because, um, because I'm still getting the handle on, you know, carving them and, um, but it's just helping to drive some ideas in terms of maybe what my next collection might be and what motifs I want to use. So, yeah, um, it's really just, me testing things out but yes i think it's such a cool process to see so you said carving are you making the stamps yourself yeah yeah how do you you just how do you do just draw on you know you you have a design so you have a bird and then you trace the bird then you flip that tracing paper over put it on the rubber stamp and then you kind of rub it so it transfers to the rubber stamp and then you get some carving tools so i just ordered some really cool little set online and you just carve out that shape and everywhere that you don't carve will get printed. So Hmm. like those shapes that you saw, those were like little coral pieces, little, yeah, underwater plants. Mm -hmm. And um, so it would be fun to have like an underwater theme. Yeah. Well, it looked cool. And I, I'd actually never seen it. I mean, you're, you're probably paying much more attention to, what's going on in the art world like that. But mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really cool and I hadn't seen it before. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll do some more and you can, <laughs> you can follow along. Yeah, no, it's, it's really neat. And it'd actually be kind of cool to, um, uh, follow along the journey of something like that to actually see, yeah, you know, you kind of carving these stamps and then, you know, creating this thing on, you know, an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And then all of a sudden seeing what you do with that and how that becomes, uh-huh. whatever the final thing is. I think that would be really, exactly. really neat to see. Yeah. Yeah. I plan on continuing to share more because I, I feel like I am in the beginning stages of this carving technique and I'm not really good at it yet, but I know that if I stay consistent with it, I'll get better and, and I'll start seeing the results that I am looking for. 
Yeah. So I I am just sharing it in my stories, and it's not really part of my um, professional stuff yet. But it's I think it's important. It can it's definitely going to contribute to it. Yeah. At some point, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. Um. So at some point, you you you're getting back in the swing of things. How do you mm-hmm. get to the point of making? Because you said you you had only discovered surface pattern design in 2020. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Was that like yeah. a result of pandemic stuff and you having to yeah. sit at home and learn? Or what, what was, how did yeah, that come about? Actually, it was because um, we got, I got an iPad like right before the pandemic. And that was just perfect because I, um, through the stress, like my older son was traveling in Spain and like got almost got stuck there, but we managed to get him back right when they were closing everything off. And um, so I was just extremely stressed about that. And so having the iPad, I just started drawing like incessantly to sort of help with that anxiety. And, um, and then at the same time, you know, I'm just looking at Instagram and then I start discovering these classes for surface pattern design. And I was like, wait, that sounds really cool. And, I love making patterns like I had made one once before with a branding project. And, um, and so that's really when I, and I took a couple classes on Skillshare and then I realized this is what I want to do um, because it combines illustration and, you know, layout and color um, just kind of all the, all the best things that I, had been sort of working on that I didn't realize kind of came into a package of called surface pattern design. Mm. Which I guess, you know, I think it's great that it shows, obviously you have an art background and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, but I think it's really neat that, you know, after the kids are up and gone and for anybody else out there that may have a similar Mm -hmm. aptitude in whatever the relative field might be there's never you don't stop educating yourself right exactly and um clearly you you know as an artist you had even you know more more to learn and Mm -hmm. more skills that you could develop and now here you are you know making a living out of it yeah yeah i mean i just didn't see it coming like that you know happening that way but um but i'm just really happy that it did and and it makes sense i also feel like i did have the foundation with working or in those early days in Photoshop and Illustrator. So I had this sort of software knowledge mm-hmm. that I needed for the surface pattern design. So at least I didn't have a huge learning curve in that way. The only learning curves that I've had is just technically how to make a pattern and, um, and then also getting my work out there. So did you that? Yeah. When you, ha- you know, because you had some experience with Photoshop and Illustrator before, and then mm-hmm. now you have it on this new iPad, which I got to say that it seems to me just those tablets have been the best thing for the art world in terms of just, I mean, I've just seen an explosion of people using it for yeah. for such things like this. Did you find that you had a whole heap to learn in terms of like, you know, getting yourself up to speed? Uh, no, I'd say not. I, the foundational stuff is still there. There's just they just enhance it, make things better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did keep up with it, even though I was focused on having kids. I did pay attention to having Illustrator and Photoshop still as part of my my tool box. But you know, and then with the addition of Procreate, I would say that's what I work with primarily on the iPad. Mm-hmm. And then when I need to, I bring it over to the computer for Photoshop and Illustrator. Yeah. So after you get you get into you know learning surface pattern design, and mm-hmm. then like at what point do you go? All right, I'm going to start. What's you Pitching. know what's the yeah what's the first thing you do or what's the first uh, design that you go? Okay, I'm going to take this and or take this group of designs and do something with them. Yeah. Um, gosh. I'd, I'm not really sure which ones were the first, but um, but I would say that my yeah I reached out to Milton and King, um, 
you know, I reach out to them. So that group of that collection of um, patterns might have been around my first that were that I felt were strong enough to to be licensed. Uh, okay. Well, that's so. Cool. Yeah, I would say that licensing deal was probably one of my first big ones. You know, for sure. Yeah. The first big one. Um, so that was super exciting. Um, but yeah, things sort of just started falling into place pretty quickly around that. So it's hard to say like when I decided, Oh, this, this one's because, you know, once you do a pattern, you go, this is cool. And then you put it out there, but, and either it really takes off or it goes nowhere. So Mm -hmm. there's plenty of both really. Yeah. Well, I'd love to dive into some of these designs now that we've touched on Mm -hmm. that. Um, so when you reached out to Milton and King, did you like put together a portfolio or, or what did you do? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I probably put together a PDF, you know, grouping of, of the designs. And um, to my surprise, they picked every one. I thought they were just going to say, oh, we'll just take this one, this one, this one. But they said, yeah, we'll take all of them. How many so, was that? What were there, 12 or 15? Or yeah, something? I think there's 12. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, okay. I was actually wondering, because um, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't spoken to, to Bryce or anybody about it, so I was just yeah. wondering if there were any that got left off. But No. There are, you know, definitely um, a bunch of very cool designs. There are some that stick out for me that are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing kind of ov- overall I would say about a lot of these designs, and I don't know if this was just indicative of where you were at the time because mm-hmm. you were – fairly new into surface pattern or what, but um, after going on your site, you know, I'm seeing a lot more variations in colors, but uh, this collection, I've just noticed all the designs are very, I don't want to say muted because they're not muted, but they're one, two, three main colors, like Uh max. And so it makes it so that it's very easy on the eyes for someone who maybe doesn't want you know, an explosion of color in their face kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So right. people that like neutral or um, just maybe sort of a bit understated in mm-hmm. the design um, color-wise, yeah. um, I would say that, that um, this, there's, there's like a theme um, through these designs in that they're all sort of like that. There's a couple with a few exceptions in certain colorways. Um, yeah. But was that intentional? Was that the result of where you were at the time or, or that was just the way this collection came together? Um, I think I was thinking more in terms of the colorways. I was thinking more about what I would want in my home. And I just know that there's a lot going on, you know, in a, in a home anyway, Mm -hmm. that I want the design to be subtle and livable and not something that competes with, you know, say your couch, fabric or your pillows or you know I wanted something that you can live with and so they are muted and they are more neutral um, for that reason but okay. yeah I would say that my my designs in general aren't necessarily reflective of that same thought process yeah because that's what I noticed when I went on your side I, I was seeing yeah. all sorts of you know different textures, yeah. textures and colors and things and I was like oh this is different I you know I thought maybe I'd see all the kind of same style but that yeah, was obviously no. thought out for wallpaper your exactly. first initial collection. Well, that, yeah, and it, and it makes total sense because I can see these designs as being something that is easier to live with, maybe has more staying power over time right? because it's not so in your face. Right. Um, which kind of brings me to, I think, two of my favorite in this collection. There's the Fox one oh, and uh-huh. the Shoal one. And I think nice. it's because... At a distance, you can't really tell what it is. Like it can mm-hmm. just sort of look like beautiful visual texture, and mm-hmm. then you get. I love designs where you get closer and you go like, "Oh, that's a school yeah. of fish," you know, or "Oh, that's yeah. that's those are fox you know, foxes." And yeah, um, yeah. And, so I really love stones. I love those two designs. Um, Thanks. Did you do you have any favorites in this collection that stand out to you that that you appreciate um, more than more than others? I really like the kelp design. The Neptune's necklace one? Yes, Neptune's necklace, yeah. Did you come up with the name for that? I did just because I learned um, that that's what those are 
those are called. Oh, so, I had no idea. Yeah, that's the name. Technically, I guess the name of that type of seat, uh, kelp. That is, I, th- I want to say that that might be the most popular of the group. I'm not sure. Oh, really? Well, I don't. I don't know for sure, but I just know that yeah. when I was um, in this, I was in the sampling office at Milton and King, mm-hmm. um, just kind of poking around, and I was seeing particularly that design going out a lot. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know if that's translated into ultimate wallpaper sales or, or not. Um, yeah. But I did notice that that one was kind of going out the door a lot. I think it's because it has um, just beautiful curves. And in terms of the designs, it seems to me to be maybe the most complex because there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. 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 I and mean, we actually had to adjust it. You know, I sent it to Milton and King and then one of their designers got back to me and said, could you just, uh, you know, just change this one little part because it looks like it's shooting off in one direction, just too strong, you know, too strong of a direction, I guess. So I kind of altered the curve of it and that just made, you know, all the difference. So Hmm. it was a really good suggestion. And I feel like that design has a really nice flow to it. It's not, you know, it's not like too boxy or you're not just immediately seeing the repeat pattern. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful one. I actually had that one written down as well because that, yeah, that was, um, I, I feel like it's unique in that group of designs because yeah. of, because of the curvature of the, of the design and everything. Um, Thanks. did you, um, find it, I find it interesting that they came back and, and asked you to, to adjust that. Was that something mm-hmm. that was easy to adjust for you? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, as long as I c- create the design, in many layers, I can usually go back and alter something, you know, tweak something. Mm-hmm. So I really try to keep that in mind when I'm when I'm designing now, you know, because I've made that mistake in the past. Okay. And so, were, were you surprised to get that feedback? And did were you were you fine to just take it on and be like, oh yeah, no problem? Yeah. No. I mean, I'm totally used to feedback from clients in general, so it was. It's totally a good suggestion, and I am always open to to people's refinements, and they actually end up being better than they were before. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the other two that sort of stand out to me that that um, are some of my favorites are the deep sea and the manta ray, mm-hmm. and I did obviously notice a v- very much an ocean theme to yeah. a lot of these papers. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you? Is that something that yeah, are you into? I mean, obviously, I know that you. I know know that you're on a <laughs> sailboat and uh, and a yacht. But like, for uh-huh. example, there's the one with the scuba diver and stuff. I yeah. do do much stuff like ocean sports or anything like that. Uh, I don't. I'm not a scuba scuba diver. I just am drawn to water and watery colors, and um, it just comes pretty naturally. I think that that theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a whole set as well for a towel company. So um, I just really enjoyed doing ocean theme type artwork, but um, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's all I do. That's just happened to be one branch of, of a collection. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do generally do more florals than. Yeah. Well, and there's plenty of that, uh, plenty of that um, in the collection as well. Um, yeah. Petals and, you know, yeah. all, all sorts of, and, and they're all sort of um, subtle and small patterns, repeats, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, very easy on the eyes uh, yeah. in terms of color. But I do love, I, like I said, I always love when you find bits and pieces when you kind of take a closer look. And even those, the deep sea and the manta ray one, when yeah. you kind of look closer and you, you know, see the seahorses and... Yeah, you discover the, new things you might not have seen before. Yeah, the turtles and all that kind of stuff. And that yeah. ocean-themed stuff is really so uh, soothing. It does yeah. make for a great interior choice, I think, personally. Yeah, yeah. the scuba diver pattern has been very, fairly popular with other um, applications as well. So there's certain designs that sort of carry on and through other products and they're more long lasting than than some designs and mm-hmm. so the scuba diver has definitely been one of those and yeah i did see that um 
on some of the designs, you can see where you've repurposed and brought it into other um, patterns that you have, whether it's fabric or I saw, I just saw one of the dragonfly that you have in the wallpaper and now it's a tattoo or something. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Yeah. Cool to see. Yeah. I have a few, a few designs with, they're actually different um, dragonflies, but yeah, dragonfly has definitely been a, a theme throughout a lot of my uh, work so far. I don't remember what it said, but it was something about um, change or change. What was the? Yeah. Oh, with it with the tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, it symbolizes transformation. I think. Transformation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty magical. Those dragonflies. Yeah. It was it's funny because I had um, the dragonfly. I have a dragonfly art print. You know, that's surrounded by botanical florals, and it's kind of in a circular design and I was showing it at a um, local art you know sort of festival thing where I had a booth mm-hmm. and someone came up and said we don't have dragonflies in Fairfax <laughs> <laughs> it sort of made a negative commentary about it and and I was like oh okay and and I just was like but we do and um, but anyway she seemed to want to have an argument about it and then I told my friends about it and so now everybody sends me photos of their dragonflies saying, see, we have dragonflies in Fairfax. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> oh, because it had the word Fairfax underneath, too. So I was sort of like showing dragonflies and Fairfax together. Uh-huh. And she didn't agree with that. Huh. The, huh. the, the, the things people <laughs> need to get off their chest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's just a pretty it's just a dragonfly thing that i like to draw so yeah it's not that meaningful (laughs) it's it's not only that it's not only the things that people need to get off their chest but also the fact that like they're absolutely wrong and they need to get it off their chest (laughs) yeah and and then you go okay see you later (laughs) yeah and you have to let it go too yeah true um do you do you still end up doing you know like booths and stuff at at art arts and crafts festivals and things like that? Um, well, I did our local town has um, a festival every year in the summer and it's really fun. And I did it last year because I did their poster and it happened to win the poster contest and they gave me a free booth. Oh, cool. And, and that was so much fun. And I really um, appreciate what people go through to set up a booth and, and have their work and have people come in and see it and have people make positive and negative comments. And so I'm really glad that I've done it, but I don't know that I have the energy to do it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's just, it really is a good way of sort of getting out into the world because a lot of times we just sit in front of our, you know, devices and figure out what we're designing, but we don't interact with people and, and see their actual reactions to it. So I do plan on doing a few more, but it's probably not something I could do regularly. It actually just struck me when you said that because mm-hmm. like the arts in general, you have um, like music, for example, or even someone who's like a stand-up comedian and the way that they test out whether something is good or not is they go out and see the reaction of the audience and they can say, yeah. oh, this song's really hitting or this bit's really, you know, yeah. striking a chord with the audience and stuff. And so... I didn't think about it like that, but, you know, in the same way that people can write their skits or create their music in the privacy of their own little studio yeah. or whatever it is. And if, so there must be something really cool, about, like cool about, it's almost like your version of playing live, you know, where you, <laughs> you create the art and then, but if you want to actually see how it strikes people in the moment, in a right. real live you know in a real live moment is going yeah. to doing those fairs could be a way to yeah. do that yeah huh and it's totally exhausting especially for someone who's introverted i know that introverts we tend to get zapped by being around a lot of people yeah it drains your energy it drains your energy but you get you know you get through it and then afterwards you think about how how fun it was and you want to do it again but then you get really exhausted so yeah. So it's back and forth, but yeah, it is, it is interfacing with people. And like you said, like in a live sort of situation where you get feedback. Yeah. 
How cool. I didn't think about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's, um, what's on the agenda for you? What's coming up next? What's happening now? Or what are you working on? Yeah. Well, luckily, I've just um, finished with a company that I, um, I contract for you know, seasonally. So I just finished working for them for spring 2024. And they make women's accessories and home decor. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not home decor, just women's accessories and bags and stuff like that. Um, yep. And so now I've got a little bit of free time. It's not really free time because I already have some projects lined up. But part of that is actually finishing a new collection for Milton and King. Ooh, so, I didn't know you were doing that. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a whole new grouping that I'll send to them and hopefully get that squared away before I need to start working again. Any, um, any hints as to what to expect from it? Um, well, it won't be ocean themed. Okay. (laughs) Um, and it'll be, um, just more, probably a lot more florals and maybe inspired by some of the hand carving stamping stuff that I'm doing. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Could change, so don't hold me to it. Yeah. Do you um do you already have some designs completed for it or is that something you're about to dive into? Uh no, I definitely have some already completed because I did it I did run it by them and they liked already what I had. So now I just since I I, t- I had to take a little break from it, I'm going to go back and rework some of them, but also uh just finalize some of the ones that they've already seen. Do you find that it helps to take a break to get fresh eyes on something? Oh, definitely. You always have to take breaks, get away from it, and then come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did see a couple of designs when I was scrolling through your Instagram. I don't know if these are a part of it because I, I think this was they were pretty old, but there were two designs that I actually really loved. One yeah. was there was one with mushrooms. Okay. Um, and, and I think your your caption was like mushrooms are magical or something. Okay. You know which one I'm talking about? It was like a deep blue, um, and it had like looked like mushrooms sort of sprouting out of the ground kind of thing. And I don't know. I okay. thought it was a really cool design. Um, okay. And then there was another one that was like, re- like reindeer facing each other. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Both of those. I yeah, thought were, those could be included. Those were really, really cool. I thought I thought those were really neat. Neat. Yeah, those are more, I would, well, the reindeer, I would say, is more um, holiday-oriented. Oh, for sure. Perhaps. Yeah, so I don't really know if they carry a holiday theme wallpaper, but uh, but I'll look at I'll revisit those. You know, there's always room for somebody. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's always you know every once in a while. Um, I know Milton and King will kind of go through and 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 you think, oh, should we? You know, because there's a lot of designs on the website, and you go, oh, should we pare this yeah. down? Should we get yeah. rid of some of these designs? And then every time we start thinking that we're going to do that, all of a sudden there's some order that comes through for some random design that you didn't think was going to see the light of day again. And you just go, you know yeah. what? There's always, there's somebody has a taste for something. And that's true. They'll get drawn to it or they'll find it. And so it's always a reason to be like, well, it's not, I guess it's not really hurting anything being on the website. It just seems like sometimes there's so much to go through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you never you never know. So yeah. people people love Christmas, and uh, you never know that that design may really work. Because I, I didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I I could see the Christmas element to it, but it's also. I mean, I could see it also just working kind of from a love of forest life and I see nature and work so as well. It's the ones where they're facing each other. Yeah, because you did it, and then you simplified it. You had one that okay. where there was more color, and then like a few posts later, you said, "Oh, I'm simplifying this one," and it was okay. more just a, it was the same design, but it was just, um, I guess, mm-hmm. less colorful or something. But yeah. Anyway, so you kind of you like the animal motifs. I th- would say you're more drawn to them. Yeah, I must be. Mm-hmm. I I guess that's right. I'm yeah. clearly they're standing out for me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. But very cool. Well, I've taken up an hour of your time and. I really appreciate you talking with me today and sure going I over really enjoyed it. your story and, and all that. And I look forward to seeing what's coming out. I'm really excited about it. Is it going to be, do you feel like it's going to be the same sort of, um, in terms of color and, and being the more subtle 
mm, idea? Or you- probably not. <laughs> oh, so you're going to go another direction. Yeah. I, I always like to change things up. So um, it's sometimes that works. But, you know, people are always looking for their signature style. And I'm not even sure I know what mine is, but um, I do like to change things up. So it, maybe that hampers me finding my signature style, too. Yeah. I think that's it's always an interesting um it's always an interesting thing. Um the dilemma. I, well, I have a, a little bit of a music background and I always know that you know there's there's the temptation first maybe for some people it can be, comes more naturally uh-huh. where you know they they say oh that's your brand, that's your niche, that's kind of your style. And for right. some people it may just come naturally cuz that's all maybe that's all that inspires them. And that's all they do. And it sort of ends up being more natural. Whereas mm-hmm. it's, I think it's much more difficult if you like different things, Yes, you know, and, and you want to be diverse. And I, I know there's some artists that the moment they do something, it almost feels like that's a bit of a prison and they go, I don't just do that. I can also do this, you know, right. and, or um, I don't want to, you know, I wanted to try something else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think, um, that's, just as artistically valid, maybe even more so because you're not allowing yourself to be, you're, you're allowing inspiration to take you wherever it, it leads you. Essentially. It, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're work, creating work through inspiration, it's kind of hard not to constantly change because your inspiration changes. Right. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I really appreciate your time today. And um, sure. hopefully we'll talk again soon. And I'm looking forward to this new collection. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. All right. You have a lovely week. Okay, you too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.